Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutelochas, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Kiseitse, Tovshin Pei Gimel. Eight days in Elul. I'm very sorry we're late. There was something urgent that I had to deal with before. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, Mayor Bereb Shol, whose yard site is today on Ches Elul, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Malki Ida Bas Reb Meir, whose yard site is tomorrow on Shabbos, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Yenta Fradl Bas Reb Yishuaye, Harini Kaporas Mishkova. And we dedicate the learning for a complete Rufu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Rochel Bas Galia, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomo Nisim ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, David ben Behia, Shendel Basleya, Betzalo Yechiel Michel ben Chiachava, Yehudas Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Gitganendel basi Poira, Lebalei basi Poira, Moishelei ben Chana Breindel, Leia Esther bas Malka, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Chaim Arya Ben Brocha, Chaim Ben Rachel, Solomaya Bas Sipka Rivka, David Lay Ben Shena, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Pesia Bas Chai Esther, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Yehudis Nechama Bas Miriam, Fruma Bas Genesia, Necharochel Bas Hindaleya, Daniel Yeshua ben Yente Freyda Blima, Avivachaya bas Estanindel, Gitlea bas Frumet, Eliyahu ben Miriam Rus, Rochel Tzipoira bas Batshua, Besoich Sharcho Yisrael. We're continuing where we left off in middle of paragraph Ches, the subparagraph, Ki Iker Bias HaOilam. Ki Iker Bias HaOdom Lezeh HaOilam. When Rabbi Nosazal begins a paragraph like this, a person has to be so elated. He's going to explain what the purpose, what we're doing in this world. And, and, and he gives a very clear explanation time and time again throughout the Kutialachas. Said a person, there are many people, he asks, why are we here? Hmm, that's a good question. I never really thought about that. Or I did think about it and I don't. We're here to learn Torah. It's true. And then what? And what's that going to do? And, you know, etc. Rav Nosazal says, Ki ikr bias ha'odom lozeh the main reason why Hashem sent us down to this world is for this purpose. That we should elevate the physical to the spiritual. We should elevate mokoim, space, to to above the concept of space, which is Hashem. Because as the Arizal explains, in the beginning of his forum, where he introduces the whole topic of, of Yiddishkeit and Kabbalah, he tells us that originally <coughs> there was only Hashem, infinite Hashem. In order for there to be a creation, Kaviochel Hashem had to shrink himself, to constrict himself, to make room for the Bria to take place. And why did he do it? So what did he need the world for? Bishvil Yisroel, Sheyakiru He created the whole world, 15 billion people, 
for, for, for the sake of Klal Yisrael, which is one one thousandth or one fifty thousandth of the whole world. And all the trees and the plants and the rivers, everything was created for the sake of Klal Yisrael, so that we should come to recognize Hashem and to respect Hashem from this world, from this physical world, this materialistic world. Shehu tachlis hamokoim. This world is the epitome of gashmias, of, of place. The iker hashlemus lohoshiv hakoel lemokor shenechzavu misham. And the real perfection of everything is to return everything to where it was originally taken from. It's brought that all of our neshamas were carved out. Mitachas kisei akavoy. The tikkun is to be able to get back up there. So a person would say, "Then what's the purpose?" I was there originally. Why didn't they just leave us there? Why did they have to send us down here to go back up there? There's a lot written about this. One of the simplest explanations is the fact that the Gemara says that when a person has something for free, they can't enjoy it fully. The Gemara says, A person who's eating something that's not theirs, something that somebody gave them for free, they could enjoy it at best 90%, 95%. Whereas if a person feels that they worked for something and they earned it, they deserve it to a degree, then they could enjoy it completely. Then, And Hashem's love for Bnei Yisrael was that He didn't want us to have a 95% pleasure. He wanted the pleasure of the Olam Haba to be Bishlemus. So He created this whole world with Bechira, with everything, everything, so that we're tested, and a person has to put in certain effort, and even that effort comes from Hashem. Everything, everything comes. So, so then I don't get it. Hashem is doing it. Hashem is doing it to Himself. There's a lot of things we don't understand completely, but the answer is yes. There's still some element of us putting in some kind of effort to do mitzvahs and maizim to avoid sins, to avoid doing the wrong things. And, and then when a person is to get Olam Haba Gan Eden in that way, then the Gan Eden, the pleasure can be Bishlemus. So our purpose is Lohoshiv Hamokoim to return this physical world, the Gashmi, the Mokoim, to return it and connect it to Lamalam and Amokoim, which is the HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ki Hashem Yisborach, Himshich, Uvoros, HaOilam, Me'ayin, Le'yesh. Because all the Sfarim tell us that Hashem created the world from nothing, from complete no- nothing, meaning nothing, begash, nothing Gashmi into yesh, into something. Yesh means somethingness. Hashem made the Bria, it started out from lemalam and amokoim, it started out from Hashem, who is lemalam and amokoim, and from that Hashem created mokoim and zman. And the purpose is so that we human beings should be able to be tested in this environment. Hashem had to create a scenario like this, a complex, in which a person should find themselves, and now there's tests. Now there's good and bad. There's emes and sheker. There's all kinds of different variations of it. By us human beings coming into a place of yeshus, of gashmias, of physicality and place. It's within this arena, this ballpark of Gashmi, this Oyam Agashmi, which is Mokoim, 
that we could be tested, that we could go through this whole process. Which is the epitome of, of Mokoim. And when a person is to withstand the tests here with Taivas Achila, with Taivas Noshem, with all the Taivas Moment, all the different Taivas, and a person is to, to elevate himself to holiness the way we're supposed to. By doing that, not only do we make ourselves holy, we make the place that we're in holy. And wherever there is holiness, there is this concept of something little that can hold something much bigger. And the higher the Kedusha, you have a higher level of as we explained in the previous year that you have Eretz Yisrael where it says that Eretz Yisrael in Yerushalayim a person never complained that they didn't have room they didn't have a place to sleep Yerushalayim isn't the biggest city in the world how many people no, no problem there's room for everybody then we go to the Beis HaMikdash and we're told that during the Yom Tovim all of Klal Yisrael would come into the Beis HaMikdash and they had place to bow down. The Lord says, what are you talking about? If you put little sticks in, you couldn't fit a million sticks in. How could they even fit in there? The Lord says, you're right. It, one plus one is not two in the base of Mikdash. One plus one could be two billion. In Ruchnius, it doesn't have to take up space at all. Once you go to such a high Kedusha, and then we're told that in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, there it was completely Lamanamokoim. The Kodesh HaKadoshim was... 10 by t- 20 by 20, 10 by 10, and, uh, 20 by 20, and the Kruvim were 10 by t- 10 by 10, 10, and where did the Oren go? The Oren was in the middle. Where, where's the middle? There is no middle. You're right. There's no middle. That's where the Oren was. It was in zero space. I, I don't understand. You're right. I don't understand. You don't understand. We, we can't understand this. This is above our concept of understanding. Ad she letachles until the person is to reach the highest level of holiness that they can. To achieve the highest level possible of Muat Machsik Samaruba. To the point where the person will be to go up from this physical world to go up to Oilam Haba, to go up to the Kisya Kovid, which is Lamalam and Amokim. Meyesh la'ayin to go from yesh this world which is yeshus to ayin to nothingness. She'oz yizke l'rav tuv hatzafon. That's when the person will be zochet to that incredible reward that Hashem has hidden away and reserved for us. V'zeh zochin al yedei haTorah. How is the person zochet to all of this through the Torah? Asher hi chayenu. That's our life. Liskois al yoto lechaye ho'ilam to be zeicha through the Torah by learning the Torah and fulfilling the Torah to be zeicha to eternal life lehi kolel boyisbarach to become part of Hashem kaviyachol to be nichlal in Hashem. Any questions? Our purpose is to get back up to heaven. Correct. So why can't we just like, like 
Exactly. Why can't we just die? Because then we wouldn't have accomplished the purpose that Hashem wanted. We were in heaven originally. We were there. Hashem does, but but it was free. It was free. We didn't do anything to deserve it. Our purpose is to go up to heaven properly. Properly. There's two ways to go up to heaven. One way to go up to heaven is Hashem puts a person in Gehenna for a few months to burn off all the, the, the mud that the person picked up in this world. And another way to go up to heaven is by doing mitzvahs and mice and toivim, more and more and more, and then the person goes up to heaven with suitcases. With suitcases. Going on a trip. You go on a trip, you have to have a suitcase. That's the point. up to Shemayim. is it's a long long discussion to know what was before but before before we before Hashem made this physical world there were neshamas there were neshamas and those neshamas were part of the kisya covenant of Hashem but but still they weren't they were there wasn't shlemus it wasn't shlemut because they, they didn't do anything to deserve it That's one of the reasons. There are two major reasons that are given. One is that Hashem loves to give. Hashem loves to give. And if Hashem loves to give, He had to have who to give to, right? If there's only Hashem, who could He give to? That's one reason that's given. And another reason is because Hashem is a melech. And to be a melech, if I go into a room and nobody's there and I say I'm melech, I'm crazy. Who Who are you melech over? Melech means there has to be people that accept your malchus, right? That are mechabed you, right? Is that Those, something that we can't really understand? Because that sounds like a need. A, exactly. That's one of the questions that people. So when people hear this, chas that's kfira. You're saying that Hashem needs. Hashem doesn't need anything. I'll show you in a sefer. It says Hashem doesn't need anything. It's true. It's true that Hashem doesn't need, and it's true that kaviochel Hashem needed. Both are true. Exactly. Hashem needed to create the world. He needed to create the world. Yeah. has a Torah in chapter 52 in the Kudaman where he speaks about that question going back to the, to the philosophers a little, where they ask a question, is the world was, is the world Efshari Hametzius or Chiyuv Hametzius? Did Hashem have to create the world or was it completely optional? And Rabbeinazal goes on to say there that they're wrong. They say he, had to, he didn't have to. But once he created the Jewish neshamos, then he did have to create this whole scenario in which the Jewish neshamos would operate. Exactly. That's that's a very important point. Hashem knows now what we're going to do tomorrow and what we're going to do 100 years from now. So what do you t- so then? How are you telling me that I, 
I, I have a choice to do a good thing or a bad thing. If Hashem knows already a year ago what I'm going to do, that's one of the questions that we don't, we can't understand now. The question of Yediyah and Bechira. How it's possible that Hashem knows 100% exactly what's going to be, and yet we're told that we have, we have Bechira. Wait, I, I want to cover, I want to learn a little bit more. Just a second. Never understood how the removing Busha from receiving a free gift from above explains anything. Didn't the Creator himself create this busha? So why did he create it in the first place? The answer is we can ask questions and questions and keep asking questions and get nowhere. I mean it seriously. We do not understand this completely. We do not understand this. The Torah, the Gemara, the Zohar Kodesh Teresa give us some insights, some ideas for it to be able to, to have a little bit of sense to us. It should make a little bit of sense to us, in a sense. But of course, we do not understand this completely. There's a lot of whys we could say. Okay, let's continue, please. And this explains the mitzvah of writing the letters of the Torah on parchment, making it physical, making it gashmius. We want to take the Torah, which is ruchnius, the letters of the Torah, which are something spiritual, and we want to bring it into mokoim, into a physical place. On, onto this parchment, on this line, and right between these two two lines. And through this concept of taking Ruchnius and bringing it into Mokoim, and thereby being Mekadesh that Mokoim, that's what helps us connect to the great Sadik, Shehu Bechinas Bal the hunchback that we spoke about in the previous shurim. Because remember, this halacha is based on the last story in Sipurim Isis, the story of the seven betlers, the fifth day of the Sheva Brachas, where the betler looked like he was a hunchback, but he said, I'm not a hunchback, I'm carrying the whole world and all the world's on me. And by a person doing this, by a person bringing Ruchnius into Mokoim, and thereby being Nichlal in the Tzaddik, who is Lamalam and Amok, who is the Haiva, by that we can be Zoycha to our level of Mu'at Machsika Samaruba to the highest level possible. Until the person will be Zoycha to go up to real Lamalam and Amokoim. Because by bringing the letters of the Torah into physical place, by writing them in a safer Torah, by doing that, you're bringing Kedusha into this physical place. And by doing this, you're, you're elevating that place to a level of muat machsik samarupa of the highest level. And that enables the person, the one who's writing the Torah, to go up to this level of lamalam yamokim, sheshom ho ilon hakodoshanam. 
That's where that holy tree is that Rabbi Nezal spoke about there in Sipurim Isis. Shehu eitz hachayim, the tree of life. Shehu shoyrish ha which is the source from which the Torah draws its light from. Sheshom ikar hakibul schar shall call Torah. And that's the place where all those who fulfill the Torah will receive their schar. He's obviously talking about Olam Haba. He's talking about Bina, the sphere of Bina, which is associated with Olam Haba, which we said is above the Torah. The Torah is Tiferes, and the Torah draws its light from what's above it. And this is why the Pesach says the Torah is a tree of life for those who hold on to it. Any person who holds on to and upholds the Torah, the Torah will pick him up and lift him up and plug him into the Eitz HaChayim, which is where the Torah draws its light from. Which is above the concept of space. Just like the Gemara tells us, Oroin noiseyes noisav, that the Levim who were carrying the Oroin, they were carrying the Oroin, and the Oroin was carrying them. What do you mean it was carrying them? means if you looked at their feet, you saw their feet weren't touching the floor. The Oroin actually lifted them up. They were holding the Oroin, and the Oroin was holding them. And that's how they traveled. Miracle, obviously. Paragraph Ches. Now, Rav Nosan is going to show us, as he did before a few times in different contexts, he's going to show us how the act of writing a Sefer Torah pushes all four buttons. The button of Emuna, the button of Yira, the button of Anova, and the button of Emes. A person is connecting to all of those four roots of the tree. The letters themselves represent emuna. As Rabbeinazal speaks about this in chapter 18 in Likudim Ram. Because there's a pasuk, kol secha emuna. All of the mitzvahs are emuna. The letters of the Torah, letters, the Zohar Kodesh says that the four letters of Yudke Vavke correspond to the ten spheroids. You have the ten spheroids in the four letters of Yud Kevavke. The Yud is Chachma, the He is Bina, the Vav is the six spheroids, Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, Netzach, and the last He is Malchus. Where is the Keser? The Keser is the Koitzoy Shel Yud, that tiny little line attached to the Yud, that's the Keser. So the four letters of Yud Kevavke represent the spheroids, the last He is Malchus which is emuna, which is emuna. Dovar HaMelech said, V'ani tefillah, tefillah is emuna. We know that the four components of the Torah, Ta'amim, Nekudais, Tagin, and Oisios, the musical notes, the Ta'amim, the Nekudais, the vowels, the Tagin, the crowns on top of those nine letters, and the Oisios correspond to Yud, K Vav, K. So Oisios is the last one. Oisios is that last hey of Yudke Vavke. Oisios is Malchus. Oisios is Emuna. Rabbi Nezal shows this over there in this chapter 18 in Likut Yamaran. Utsrichen ha'oisios sheyu shleimen. 
And when you learn Safras, when you learn how to write a Sefer Torah, you learn that every letter has to be complete. Every letter has like 10 or 20 different little parts to it. And the wording in the Gemara and Halach is that you, you're not allowed to be missing even the tiniest drop of the letter. What is the tiniest drop of the letter called? Koitsoi shel yud. That tiny little, little thin line. V'chein b'chol ois v'ois ha'kotze ho'achroin ha'mashlum t'munas ois hu'bechinas yud. And so too, any letter in the alphabet that you're writing, you're writing the letter shin, you're writing the letter dalit, that last droplet of ink that completes the letter is like a yud. It's like the letter yud. The yud is a dot. It's a little, little dot, that kind of thing. So what, what's mashlin every letter is a yud, which is as Rabbein Azal speaks about this over there in Torah Yud Ches and Likut Imran. The yud, he bechinas anova. The letter yud represents humility. Why? Ki yud Because the letter yud is the smallest one of all the letters in the Aleph base. Bechinas tachles anova. The epitome of humility. And that's why the Gemara tells us in Menachas that the letter Yud represents Olam Haba. The Gemara quotes a posseh, Hashem, Hashem created worlds, worlds, plural, two worlds, with Yud and Hey. The Gemara says Hashem created this world, the physical world, with the letter Hey, and He created Olam Haba with the letter Yud. And there's a few reasons for that. Rabbeinu Zal writes in chapter 72 in the second half of Likut Imran that the only ones that are going to enjoy Olam Haba are people who are very humble, people who are like the letter Yud. They're small, they're not big, they're not big shots, they're small shots, people who have Anova. That's why Olam Haba is created with the letter Yud, to show that to get into Olam Haba, you have to be like the Yud. You have to be small. Anova. Sheho anova shel kol echod, explains in Likut that even in a person, the anivas of the person, that's the part that's going to go into Olam Haba. The rest will go somewhere else. It's only the anova, the shiftless of a person, that's what's going to go into Olam Haba. That's what's represented by that letter Yud. <coughs> okay, so so far we covered Emuna and Anova. And when a Sofer is writing a Sefer Torah, or even at the end, when people are filling in a letter, the Sefer always warns the people, before you write, say, L'Shem Kedusha Sefer Torah. L'shem Hashem. I'm writing this for the, for the holiness of a Sefer Torah. The holiness of a Sefer Torah is the names of Hashem. That's what gives it its holiness. V'zeh b'chinas yira. That's associated with yira. K'alidei shemechavnen l'shem Hashem nimshah yira. Because when a person is thinking about Hashem's name, and when a person says, I'm doing this for Hashem, that brings the person to yira. B'b'chinas, as it says in the Pasuk, to fear and respect the holy, the awesome, honorable name of Hashem. So we see that Yira goes together with the Hashem's name. 
Bechinas, as it says in another Pasuk, Hashem says, and for, for, because of my name, they are, they're afraid. Nichasim means to be afraid. And that's what makes the Sefer Torah holy, the names of Hashem in it, and the respect with which we write the names of Hashem. There are Seferes who write a Sefer Torah who go to the mikveh every single time before writing Hashem's name. They have a mikveh close by, and they don't write the name of Hashem without toivling. Because again, Hashem's name is everything. That's such an incredible, awesome level of Kedusha. Because Yira is also synonymous with Kodesh, holy. Respect Hashem, you holy ones. We see Yira and Kedusha go together. Hashem, who is respected in, among the holy ones, Awesome are all those who surround him. So Rabbein Ezra corrected Yira, so he showed us how Emuna, Anava, and Yira are all related to writing a Sefer Torah. A person who's writing a Sefer Torah is clicking each one of those buttons. Now we come to Emes. Nimsa, we conclude therefore, that by a Sefer, writing every letter and making sure to complete every detail of every letter, every yud in every letter, every little line in every letter, and writing it lishma, having in mind Hashem's name, the Kiddusha, Yira, that through this we complete the three Sharoshim, the Emuna, the Anava, and the Yira. By writing the letters, that draws Emuna on the person. And by making sure to complete every single letter, that's how a person draws another humbleness on themselves. And by having in mind, I'm writing this, I'm writing this for the sake of Hashem. That's how the person draws Yira upon themselves. And through these special, special roots, the tree grows and it completes the tree, which is Emes. Shehu Klal HaSefer Torah, which is what the entire Sefer Torah really is. It's the book of Emes. We know the Torah begins with Emes and ends with Emes. The first three words in the Torah, Bereshis, Bara, Elohim, the last letters are Emes. The last three words in creation, not the last words of the same Torah, the last three words in the Bria, Asheborah Elohim Lasois, again, Emes, showing that this is, what the, this is what the whole Bria is really about, this is what the whole Torah is really about. It's about taking this Olam Sheker, this, this Mokoim, and elevating it to Lamala Mokoim, elevating it to Emes. And the way that we create this tree, this emes, is by writing the letters, number one, number two, bishlemus, number three, lishma. Those are the three, we're clicking those three buttons. This is the tree, bechinas eitz chayim, 
which grows from these three roots, as Rabbi Nezal said over there in the story. And therefore, by writing a Sefer Torah, a person draws upon himself the holiness of this tree, this tree which is above the concept of space, and by doing this, the Sefer is making his house, his office, his neighborhood, his city, his world, He's making, he's drawing Kedusha into it. And, and because of the holiness of the letters and the holiness of the Torah, he's rising up to that place of Lamala Meyamokoim. And that's perfection. That's completion. This is the reason why Hashem brought us to this world. Now, one minute, you told me 20 pages ago, he gave a different reason. And then 20 pages, what I did, make up your mind, which is it? It's all of these. It's all of these. Rab Nosanzal, throughout his Sefer and all his form, show us what seems to be different reasons why Hashem made the world. And in reality, <coughs> it's all really one. On a certain high level, it's all really one and the same. Any questions? Think about it. Think about it again. It happens. A person could forget. V'alkein kolechod, v'alkein tzorech kolechod lichtoif hasevetora bi'atzmai. And this is why it's so important for each and every individual person to write a sefer for themselves, an entire sefer That's the first choice. Oy al kol panim lahagia ba oisechod, or at least to be responsible for one letter in the Torah. By filling in one letter in the Torah, even if the cipher draws the outline of it, because each and every one of us has to be mekadesh, the place where I am in. By attaching, by drawing and attaching the letters of the Torah to me, where I am. So that I am elevating my piece of mokoim to So that I will be to come to that tree. In the story there in Sibrunais, you see each and every person has to try to get to the tree. So each and every yid, on one hand, we're all part of one, and on the other hand, each person has an achrayas to do for to make sure he's part of it. V'alkein, paragraph tes, V'alkein, ein koisvin kol kisvi ha-koidesh, el al-gabi or behema v'chaya v'oiv ha-tohoyrin. And this is why when it comes to writing a Sefer Torah or a mezuzah or anything like tefillin, you must write it on the skin, on parchment made from the skin of a kosher animal, a kosher bird. Kizeh yodua, because it's known, Shemichet Odomorishoim Nislapsho. Now Rav is going to give a, an incredible explanation about what happened when Odom and Chave ate from the Eitzadas and how it relates to us. 
שמחת אדם הראשון נסלב שו התוירו בלבושן גשמיין. Originally, when Hashem created the world, when Hashem created the Torah, it was ruchni, it was not physical at all. It was like neshamas, it was only spiritual. As a result of Adam and Chava eating from the Eitz Hadas, that's what made it fall down, 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 to become megushan, to become, come into levushan, to come into garments, physical garments, that the Torah took on a physical shape and form. Bibachinas, as it says in the Torah, that after the eight from the eight sadas, Hashem had to give Odom and Chava kosnos oyer, garments made out of leather, made out of skin, animal skins, oyer with an ayin, kemuva bechol hasforim, as is brought in all Sifrei Kabbalah and Sifrei Hasidus, and as is brought in the Arizal's Sefer, Eitz Chaim. Kikoi demachet, listen to this, kikoi demachet, before Odom ate from the eight sadas, was able to understand the Torah in its primis, in its deepest, deepest form. In the format of garments of light. Oil with an aleph, not oil with an ayin. Garments of light. That's what Adam was wearing before the Eitzadas. He was wearing garments of light. He was able to connect to the highest level light of the Torah. But after the sin, the das of Adam it says that he taught the Malachim. Adam Arishim was teaching the Malachim about Hashem. His wife, Chava, called him Rebbe. He was, he was a, a Rebbe, he was a teacher. Uh, but after the Chet, the das of Adam Arishim dropped, it became Megusham. Ad she'i'ef she'loi lahasig ki'im alidei levushim gashmiyim. To the point where now it's impossible, it was impossible for Adam and for all of mankind to be able to understand the Torah without physical garments. Without physical garments. It has to take on shapes. The letters have to take on shapes and forms. And you have to have the crowns and the, da- and the vowels. And we see the higher the level das, the more a person can, 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 doesn't need the vowels. They don't need the musical note. They know it by heart. Bechinas kosnos oyer. It took on this form of garments of leather with an ayin. Umishom bo'a And that's also what eventually led to forgetting coming into the world. Ki ikar hashikha machmas Because Rabbeinu Zal explains in Likut Imran, what causes a person to forget? The answer is, the more megushim the person is, the more physical the person is, the more materialistic the person is, the easier it is to forget. Why? Because something spiritual doesn't take up any place. My brain is only so big, I can only hold a thousand pages in my brain. If I am ruchni, if, if I am ruchni and what I'm learning is ruchni is, it doesn't take up any space. A thousand pages and a billion pages is the same thing. But the moment I become gashmi, the more magushan I become, now it becomes gash, gashmi, it's only limited. I can only retain so much. Person sits at a shear and they're hearing here, person says, stop, I, can't. I have to try to hold on to what you just taught me in an hour. You're going to talk for 12 hours, I'm going to just, my mind will burst. I won't be able to hold on to it. Avul gashmias toyfei smokayim, whereas gashmias does take up place. Vaoz yeshikha, and when things take up space, then there's the, the 
the problem of shikha. The person doesn't have enough room in his brain to hold on to it. As Rabbeinu Zal gives us a whole shear on this topic in Torah Kufyud in Likute Maran. There's a posuk that says, do not allow this Sefer Torah to leave your mouth. The word Yomush there means leave, and the word Yomush is also, Rabbeinu Zal says, Loshin Mamoshus. Don't make the Torah physical. Don't turn the Torah into something Gashmi. The main reason for forgetting is that a person gets more involved in physical, in materialism. Which takes up space. Look over there in Torah Kufiud where Rabbi Nezal explains this. And from when Odom and Chave ate from the Eitz Hadas, that's when everything became physical. To the point where we are so far from this concept of a little being able to hold a lot. We're lucky if a lot can hold a little. A person can have a, a, a big head and he's lucky if he can hold three pieces of information and not forget if it's important. And of course, of course, we are very, very far from Lemalam and Amokoim. We are very Mokoim. I, I can't live here. I can't, be, I, can't, I can't be in this place. People today all the time saying this kind of thing, that they have to change their place. The place is no good for me. This place is no good for me. question, Odom and Chava started out as one being. Why didn't they have the same level of das and the same awareness of Hashem? Because Hashem didn't want them to. Hashem wanted, wanted Odom to be on a different level. He wanted, he wanted Odom to be the, that, again, it's, it's like the sun and the moon that started out equally. They're called Shnei Ma'oiroi Sagdoilim, two large lanterns. And, on, and right afterwards it says, the big lantern, the sun, the small lantern, the moon. The big lantern, the man, the small lantern, the woman. These questions need a lot of, lot of study. If we, continue, if we continue learning, we'll get answers to all the questions. Because in the beginning, Odom Arishan was in Gan Eden, which is the place where the Eitz HaChaim was. Kamashikosov, as it says clearly in the beginning of Bereshis, the Eitz HaChaim Besoy Chagon. Shehu Now that's the tree that Rabbein is all speaking about in the story there. Shehu Bechinas Pnimius HaToyra. Another definition of what that tree is all about is it's the inner, inner, the, the secrets of the Torah, the innermost, the holiest holiness of the Torah. Which is completely above space. Just like Rabbi Nassau speaks about this in the beginning of Torah Chafalef, where he says there's two ways a person can learn knowledge. There's the standard way, person goes to first grade, and in first grade they teach them the Aleph base. And each letter takes a week. 
till they learn Aleph, 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 <coughs> then Beis, then Gimel, then Da. And then they finish the whole Aleph Beis and they think they know every Mamish, I'm the biggest Talmud Chacham in the world. Then they find out that there's Nekudos. Kometz Aleph Ba, Kometz Beis Ba, Kometz Gimel Ga, right? Then they learn Nekudos. And that's a whole project. And then they learn that, that there's Tagim on the earth. Then they learn that it's truck, there's musical notes. Mapach Pashtoz, okay, how to read it. And that's one way of learning, which is methodical and it takes time, isn't it? And there's something called Shefa Elikai, Rabbi Nezal says there, which is Ruach HaKodesh, which is like this premius Satora, where Hashem can send a mabel of light into a person, where the person in one shot gets what could take another person a thousand years to learn. The Arizal said that he went to sleep for a few minutes, and he told his Talmud, Rabbi Avram Alevi, for me to share with you some of the secrets that I just learned about Bolak and Bilam, it would take me 80 years 80 years to explain to you this. So there's this other level of knowledge which is above the concept of time and above the concept of space. And in the beginning, Adam was holy. And his das was 100% spiritual. And he was living in a very, very holy place. The Hainu began Eden. Had he not eaten from the Eitzadas, he would have been on a level to elevate all aspects of Mokoim to Lamala Mea Mokoim. Shehu Ho Eitz Chaim, which is that tree of life, Shehu Yosomochel of Shom, where Odom Arishon was close by, he was in the neighborhood. However, as a result of this sin, Odom Arishan was evicted from Gan Eden. And he went down to physical, materialistic place. And even the Torah itself for the benefit of Adam Arishan, in order for man to be able to have a shaykhist to Torah, the Torah had to take on physical form. Bebechinas kosnos oyer, garments of oyer with an iron, garments of leather, meaning physical garments. It had to become physical. It had to be written on parchment. It had to be ink. It had to be... So that man should be able to have some connection and some understanding of the Torah. And then Odom Rishon was became far from the Eitzachayim. As it says, Hashem made for Adam and his wife garments of leather and Hashem dressed them. Shemarames alavushe hatoira. Rav Nasanzal says, this is alluding to the garments of the Torah. Adam v'ishtoi are also like the Torah, kaviyochon. Shenislab shobebchinas kosnasor. That the Torah had to now become clothed in physical garments. Kemuva, as is brought in Sifrei Kabolo, Sifrei Hasidus. And right afterwards, the Torah starts talking about how Odom Arishim got thrown out of Gan Eden. So that he shouldn't get touched and get involved in the Eitz Sachayim. 
as it says right afterwards, Hashem said to the Hashem said, Adam Arishin was like one of us. Now he ate from the Eitz Now he might go for the Eitz Hachayim and he'll live forever. And I don't want that. And Hashem sent Adam Arishin out of Gan Eden to work the earth. Vayigoresh es Odom. Hashem exiled Odom. Vayashkein mikedem legan Eden es hakruvim. And Hashem placed guards at the entrance to Gan Eden. He placed these kruvim. Ve'eslaha tacherev hamisapeches. And a sword, a double-edged sword that goes back and forth. Lishmoir es derech eitzachayim. Which would guard the path to the eitzachayim. Because these two things are dependent on each other. Adam Arishin moved away from holiness, from that level of And as a result, the Torah had to become nislapesh in Gashmias, in these garments of leather. Shehi Bechinas Gashmias, Bechinas Mokoim. And as a result, Ganeiden is all Ruchnius. Therefore, they be, Adam Rishmi came far from Ganeiden. We'll just finish the paragraph. And this is why we today have to write a Sefer Torah on Oyer. Oil, leather, parchment that comes from the skin of an animal. Just like that whole story in the beginning of creation where the oil with an aleph got switched for an oil with an ayin. That the Torah had to come down to this level of mokon, daika. As we spoke about this earlier in paragraph Zion. That's what writing a Sefer Torah is all about. That we're taking this super Ruchmias and attaching it to Gashmias. We have to write it on leather. That's Mokon. That's real Mokon. Because all of this is following the major rule that we have in Sifrei Kabbalah that when you want to correct a problem, you got to go to the source of the problem to correct it. If the problem began with changing oil into oil, then we have to go to the oil and fix it over there. We have to go onto the leather, to, the, to the, this animal skin. Because by writing a Sefer Torah on the skin of an animal, and bringing this holiness down into physicality, into mokoim, to the point where we could touch it with our hands. We could hold, we could hold the Sefer Torah in our hands. However, don't forget, there are so many halachas about how careful a person has to be when he writes a Sefer Torah. That he has to be big dusha betar, he has to go to the mikveh, he has to be a yirei shamayim. I was just, interesting, I was just at a simcha recently, and there was a person there who didn't look like a surfer. He looked a little like a basketball player or like a, something else. He didn't have the look of a surfer. He didn't look like such a... And I asked him what he does. He's a surfer. He writes Sifrei Torah. 
and he writes them quick. He writes, you know, he can do a 20-minute Sefer Torah, to, you know, to, not 20 minutes, I'm exact, but, but he said, you know, and I know that the sofrim that we deal with usually, it's a year, a year and a half minimal to write. So number one, the Sephardi Ksav is a lot easier and takes less time and, and effort than Ashka, than, than Nusachari or the, the different kind of lettering. But still, this was exaggerated a little. Then I spent some time with the person and I saw how it's possible. I saw it's possible. Because again, there's different levels of Yira Shamayim. There's different levels of how serious. There's a person who writes a Sefer Torah like he's writing a Sefer Torah. And there's another person that writes a Sefer Torah like he's writing a check, you know, writing a, a song, you know, writing it quickly without any big deal. Not realizing what a big deal this is. But we religious people, when, when a Sefer Torah is being written, it's being written with tremendous holiness and purity. And every letter, the Sefer is being careful. Not, he's not having a conversation with his wife or, or the, the, the neighbor or anything while he's writing. There are Seferim that don't talk at all. When they write tefillin, they don't speak from the minute they start the parashiyas till the end. Tainas Dibur, not to speak at all. Again, to ratch up the holiness, to take it to another level of Kedusha, another level of Tara, Bekedusha Sefer Torah, Lishma, all of these things. And by doing this, we're making that parchment, we're making that place holy. Where that animal skin now is becoming a muot, something so that's holding something huge. It's holding Hashem. And through this process, we go higher and higher. Until we go all the way up to that place that's above Mokoim. <coughs> And to go and connect with that Eitzachayim, that tree of life. Any questions? is to us, he looks like a hunchback. When we see somebody carrying <clears throat> Mamash a very big finger, we think Mamash he's about to break. And then maybe when he puts it down, when, when we see him take it off and put it down like it's nothing, like it's not, wow, I thought his back was breaking and his back wasn't breaking at all. It just looked like that. He's very, very strong. That's what it is. You understand? To us, it could look like he's a hunchback. But really, he wasn't. It means a person who bows to Hashem. That's what it means. A person who, who shows kavoy to Hashem, like the Gemara says, it's also for you to walk like this with his head up high. A person always has to know that Hashem is in the world, and Hashem is the Melech, and I'm not the Melech. 
So I always have to walk a little bit, not with my head all the way down, but a little bit, not my head all the way up in the air, like as if I'm the melech. You understand? People between the badim, yes. The answer is it did. If you recall, there was a story when that at one point during the time of Dovra Melech, they went out to war against the Pelishtim, and the Pelishtim captured the Orion, and they had it for a certain period of time. And Hashem was beating them up. They were getting all kinds of makot, and they realized they better get, give this back to the Yidden. So they told David Amalek, we want to give it back. He, Good, give it back. They brought it back, and they were taking, bringing it back to Yerushalayim, and they put it on a wagon, which was a mistake, which was a big mistake. The Oren you don't put on a wagon. You carry it on your shoulders. That was one mistake. And then Uzzah, it looked as if it was about to fall, and Uzzah jumped to try to catch it that it shouldn't fall, and he died. Because the Oren fall? Are you crazy? The Oren is holding up the whole world. This is holding up the whole world, you know. It was considered a Pagan that he thought that the Oren was falling. saying is true, but it says in the Torah carry it on your shoulders. If you look in Rashi and the Navi over there and in the Mephoshim they say that, that, that this it was a mistake, it was a mistake they meant well, they thought that this was ma'ot mechubad what's more mechubad, I'm walking with on my shoulders or on a beautiful agala, you know that kind of thing, but still Hashem said Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. We're getting closer to Rosh Hashanah. To Tshuva Shalema. That Shabbos should be full of Simcha. Should be full of Ahavo and Yira. Yore Shabbos and, and, and Simcha. To the Gula Shalema. Amen.